The Full Exposure Podcast is made possible by Metro Health, University of Michigan Health, and Dr. Peter Hahn in appreciation for the contributions that artists and creative minds provide to our community. Arts and culture are essential to a rich and rewarding life, strengthening our overall well-being and our appreciation of all that we see, hear, and experience. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of Full Exposure with me, your host, Brian Kelly. Hey, I can't wait to jump into this episode. It features my friend Stacy Hyduck. She is a Los Angeles-based actress, and she currently plays Kristen Demira on Days of Our Lives. And she's also had long-running roles as Patty on The Young and the Restless, as well as countless TV and film appearances over the last 30 years. Um, last month, Netflix released a feature film called Home is Where the Killer Is, in which uh, Stacy plays the lead role, is, uh, is, is the lead actress in that. It's so cool to see somebody that you grew up with. I've known Stacy since the seventh grade, I believe. We try to track that down, but I think uh, in the episode. But um, she's somebody that has always been part of uh, my my life, sort of like from seventh grade on. In high school, we were friends. We graduated together. She went off to New York City um, um, uh, immediately after graduating and started working and eventually uh, had a very big break early um, at the age, I think she was only 19 when she was cast as uh, Lana Lang in the Superboy series, a TV series based on Superboy. And she was off and running from there and moved to Los Angeles and then has just been, uh, you know, there's no other way to say it other than she is like a very consistent actress and she hustles and she takes large parts, small parts in anything she just likes to work. And I can just tell you that being her friend for so long, it's been inspiring that uh, we're both in creative fields. Uh, there's not a lot of um, job security <laughs> from month to month, year to year. You have to hustle and make your own opportunities. So Stacy's been somebody that I've uh, had a touch point with over the years where I was able to catch up with her from time to time, um, just kind of be inspired by her grind and her hustle to pursue her passion, which is acting. And to see her be successful definitely put some wind in my sails sometimes when um, I was sort of, um, you know, wondering what my next move should be or should I do this or that. And she's always been someone who encourages me and, of course, many other people to just pursue their dreams and their passion and work on your craft. So uh, to watch her from Grand Rapids, Michigan, go off and be cast in things like Sequest, which is a Steven Spielberg um, show that was very big in the 90s for a few seasons on NBC. And uh, she's been on True Blood on HBO. She's been in all kinds of um, small films, big films. Um, and uh, to see her pop up occasionally and go, oh, wow, she's, uh, she's doing something amazing. And to watch her, uh, again, from West Michigan, where we come from in Grand Rapids, it's not often you see a friend go off and take a huge cut and life, you know, and really take some big swings. And, um, and that's been very fun to watch. And the last, uh, the backstory is the last seven or eight years, um, we've stayed in more consistent touch than we have probably the last 20 years before that. There were many, many years I didn't talk to Stacy, didn't have no contact with her. And then, um, 
and then we just kind of reconnected one time um, on a phone call, actually. And from there, then uh, we met up for dinner in L.A. just to kind of get caught up. And now every time I'm out in L.A., um, I try to link up with her. If she Sometimes it doesn't work out. She's either working or I don't have a lot of time and I we just can't make it work. So, but in any event, uh, we've consistently tried to get together, uh, when we're in the same city. She was recently back in Grand Rapids, uh, back in, in September. And then when I did this podcast run out to Los Angeles, uh, I was like, you, we got to do this. We got to do the podcast out in LA. So this conversation, it's a bit chummy, you know, uh, you can tell we have a long history together and, uh, it's fun, but I really tried to tap into, what it's like to be an actress and work in creative fields uh, and what it's like to be in Los Angeles. She's an interesting, fascinating person and um, and just someone who, uh, in my mind, if I have to summarize Stacey as in her career, I just think she's been relentless in her pursuit of the craft of acting. And she's one of those people that you may... Uh, have underestimated from time to time, and but she will not be denied. She's I have every confidence she's going to work as long as she wants to work. But along the way, she's had some bumps, and we get into those. We get into some 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 tough times in her career when things were slowing down. She has an amazing daughter named Sophia, who's taking off now into her own modeling career and acting career, and she's coming up on a, on a Netflix show coming up. So uh, this is a, a good conversation, and um, I hope you enjoy it. All right? So let's explore the bigger picture from Los Angeles on location with Stacy Hayek. I have to tell you, I get very nervous. For some dumb reason... I'm kind of nervous too. Okay, I don't know why. I always get nervous though. I mean, I I haven't. I'm not typically nervous about it. I don't know what it is. It's uh, and I just saw you a few weeks ago. I know. So it was like uh, in Grand Rapids. So I, know. I don't know why. Why I feel like well, it's because you're doing your professional thing. Yeah, and I'm trying to decide this line between like, do we just chat like we always do, or do Mix we it just up. ask questions, talk, let's yeah, yeah. talk, no, so but that it's the, not just the podcast about... is a lot about like hustle and creativity and also all this other stuff that I'll walk you through but it's like um you know I, I it's so I guess my apprehension is that we're always laughing and joking about stuff and never very serious about anything and now we're gonna have this recorded, we gotta be serious this record well parts of let's be, be really serious, serious. and then, Bri, we're gonna be serious yeah. okay <laughs> serious I won't smile actor's studio god if you were a tree <laughs> what kind of tree what would kind you tree? be like you were Okay, no, you okay, tell me, what we kind of a tree would point. you be? What would you, mm. oh, isn't this, see, this is fun if I turn it around on you. I, I don't know. Is there a tree that's kind of doughy and soft? <laughs> and um, it barely can stand anymore ooh, on its maybe, own? Maybe, well, how about the, um, the cork oak, str- oak oh, tree? Oh, I saw that cork Those video the other cool. day. They were peeling, yeah. That and that brings it back soft. to wine, which is what you're about. With the cork, yeah. Yeah, pop it just in. pop it out. <laughs> Wrap it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not rushing you. I'm just, you know. Because we could do an hour just a conversation here. Just yeah, we're not even talking about anything. Chatting. An hour go by. 
Is Sophia staying busy? This isn't for the podcast. No, um, she is. She's um, well. She's learning because she wants to do her own. Um, she's shooting a lot. She's shooting photography. A ton. Right? So she's playing with we can, lighting. Can we, can we talk a little bit about Sophia? Yeah, too? I would and love then to. Her interests. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because and I would also like to ask you. She's like wants. To, I want to figure it all on my own, mom. But I'm like, I wanted to ask you because, you know, it's different when you shoot. 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, men, Different women. In Me, I, personally, as yeah. a creative? What's your question, Stacey? What I'm asking is how do you bring out what you... What she, and she does, I think, very well, the essence, because we play, cause, mm-hmm. and she's my daughter, but when you're um, dealing with people that you have to get stuff out of, and the lighting to make sure that it's exactly the way... Right. You want it to be because, and there's well, certain shots that what I... What will separate her is if she gets more technical skills because there's yeah. so many kids her age that there's decent cameras and with Photoshop and different type of processing, you know, to give photos a look after right. you shoot them. But if you can control the look more up front and use lighting and have technical skills, um, she'll, she'll be able to create... She'll be able to react to what clients want. You know what I mean? Like yes, you can but shape and create. Yes, stuff. and there's there's like um, like Helmut Newton. Yes. She want, loves she's yeah. the black and white. She's yeah, fine. Yeah. But but now are those shots that have been obviously it's um, film. Oh yeah. And Helmet, then he goes yeah. in and um, plays around with it in the dark room, correct? Yeah. Uh, Helmet probably didn't have time to shoot. Well, I mean, he had he was shooting so much and so right. many campaigns for 50 years that he had pe- he had people printing his work. So did he have a uh, say this is I want it darker on this yeah. edge and he'd look at proof and... prints from the dark room and he'd mark them up and he'd say I want this area darker or lighter or whatever and basically create a map for the guy that in the dark room to go okay and then they would adjust it in the dark room. So it's all prints. it's all it's all in post. So if she would love Getting in the dark room because she already loves film. Yes, and she's shooting film. And let's just start. We're good, right, Mark? Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start. So Stacy Hayek, Hi. my buddy from seventh grade to today. <laughs> wow, here. it's only been two years, isn't it? Two years. Two years. Oh seventh, eighth. God, Seth, we're only no, like what? Since... Twelve, thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 12. spirit we are I still remember the home ec class we were in and then the I do yeah, yeah. learned how to do um, easy bake cookies they were so easy to bake and snickerdoodles <laughs> do you remember they that? they were really good yeah <laughs> I don't know that I don't I don't think I yeah anyway but I don't remember do you remember that home ec teacher's name you were we were just talking about how good you are with these old names from Grand was it, Rapids it was, okay was it Mrs. Roberts, Robertson mm. was that doesn't ring a bell does it um I can picture her face. She had blonde hair, short. Yeah, an older lady. And she right. was, I don't, older. She probably was she's in her probably like, like 10 late years 30s. Younger, but I was exactly. <laughs> in her late 40s. She seems so old, though. No, she's not old. No. Um, I remember my, kid, my third grade teacher. Um, she was Mrs. Robertson, and she had a little cat she brought to school, which was a little black and white kitty named Four Speed, and that I do remember. Four Speed. Four Speed. Wow. <laughs> um, well, we were just talking about your daughter, Sophia, who's. Yes. She's how old now? Nineteen twenty. Um, she's yeah, nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty. I won't make you do the math, but uh, she's a, a very successful fashion model. She's into acting now. So yeah, what, she's... So on background for our audience who's just listening is that 
we were talking about Sophia and her interest in photography now. Yes, so, yes. But what I wanted to ask you is that in terms of how she's thinking about becoming a photographer, is she's worked with so many different photographers. So yes, she's seen she so many different lighting setups. And you were asking about how do you deal with people of different ages and draw stuff out of people, right? And right, and also to light them in a way that makes them enhance their, I guess, beauty, or or if you wanted to make it you have <laughs> crinkly, all the control. wrinkly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which we're trying to work on still in my... In, <laughs> <laughs> with my face. <laughs> I'm going to take very good care of you Thank after you. the we or do I'll the just portrait. keep my face up mm-hmm. in the light. <laughs> a lot of eyes closed. No, I don't know. I but do anyway. that. <laughs> well, normally we do so for the podcast normally we do the the portrait first. When okay. people come to my studio, we just it's easier to do the portrait first. And then we sit down and have the conversation. But because we're in LA and it's hot, it's a little bit hotter now and it's only like 2:30. Yeah, and we just and we're in the backyard of this house that my friend is letting us stay in, and so some podcasts we're doing on location in LA, like at people's homes, and uh, other or other places, and then sometimes there'll be two or three guests while I'm in LA that are coming to this house to record. Oh, so you do it like yeah. So like last night we're up in Malibu at somebody's house, um, our guest house up there, and it was just you know, he didn't want to come into the city, so we went up there, which I liked better anyway. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And I loved the Bronco. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were way in, you wanted to steal it. Sophia and I. You like old cars. Though. I love old cars. And your it's- house in Studio City is also this gorgeous kind of Spanish style old. Actually, it's more of a, It. I don't know what you want to call it. It's all stone. and Yeah. It was built in 1927. Yeah. And I love... And you've been to my house. I think mine is yours, 20, 26 or 28. Yeah. 1928. Yours is so like an old house. Yeah. Well, but, it's different. This, it has, it has um, character. It, it's not just straight lines, I hate walls. like new drywall. And I shoot a lot of homes for architecturally, you know, documenting like higher end homes and even the most fabulous new homes. They're just, they don't have any patina. Like, like, yes. Like there's no... Okay, that is Sold a spider. <laughs> He's going up into the light. It's wow. A big one. I, I wouldn't touch it. It looks like a black widow. Ah! Oh. <laughs> um, oh I Lord. think that's a black widow. Do you want to crush it? I don't want to crush it. Do you want to take it away? <laughs> this is a good moment. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing that's <laughs> ever happened on our podcast. <laughs> that was a black widow. Thank you, Mark. It had the red Mark little spot, it. and it could have been a baby, and Do they're even... No, especially <laughs> you, Bri. Night, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm living on the edge of dying anyway. But the wow. point is, okay. And then yesterday, and this is a theme because last night up in Malibu, they had they found on his property these baby rattlesnakes. Ooh, I love them. Yeah, but they're like really venomous. You're like, oh, I love baby. I just love baby <laughs> rattlesnakes. On. I won't touch them, but I like to watch them. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get back on track. So we were talking about. <laughs> We're talking about well, that you like old things, old I do. cars. Old cars. And uh, so anyway, but what is it like having Sophia sort of, because she's following a little bit how your career path started. You started modeling and doing print work, yes. runway work, fashion work, but she's already out of the runway stuff and all that. But she's more into like these major campaigns. She's done. She's done per- a lot and she's traveled to Europe, yeah. which is, is been really beneficial to her in just the, growing up. Yeah. Um, which I did not do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're dealing with small town Grand Rapids and her dealing with 
uh, Los Angeles big city base. You know, yeah. it's a very different modeling experience. For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's it, so? Do you have any fears about like, or is it just awesome? Because it's really your only. You've never, that as far as I know, I've had a regular job, like of that age in high school. No, where you were working as a model, and then you started acting quickly after, during, and after high school. Yeah, and then you were off to New York to pursue your major ambitions. My major ambition, yes, which was acting. But I didn't tell anybody. I never told anybody. I told you, I think. You told me everything. I just kept thinking, well, I'll be going out there for dance or modeling. And But I really, because I was always so uncomfortable with speaking. Yeah. Yes. There's speech class. You're going speech, back to Mr. I, Bradford I, in speech I, class? I'm going to go back to Mr. I mean, he made me. He says if I wanted to get a... Um, um, at least a, I think a B in that class. <laughs> he told me I had he to set do. set the bar at a B. At a B. Well, you have to understand because I was, and I, you, you were, you, you were the only one that really paid attention, which was really quite lovely. I to mean, to your speech? No, <laughs> yes, to, to my speech as I well. I asked you questions. <laughs> you did. I mean, forever, um, like. But a, he made me go up there in front of the class for one full hour of that class, and that was so terrifying for me. Yeah, yeah. To show people what I did, and yeah. You're, I think. Um, but you were definitely shyer in high school. I think actors that ha- you have in your head, you, I think you're in your head a lot. And I think when I remember of you in, in high school was that you were always fun and kind, but you were also kind of shy. Very. Yeah. And, and now you're, I don't think you are at all oh, necessarily. Isn't that funny? Because yeah. I still am shy. I'm still super shy, but I... masking but, it like crazy. But no, because what I ended up doing was just saying, you know, it's, it's the saying, when you, you, you know, no matter how much fear you have, you got to just, you know, barrel through it right. and still go after the things you want and still speak up for, even it's, though I may not know what the heck I'm talking about sometimes. Right. <laughs> so I'll just, yes, <laughs> at least laugh through it. Right. I'll have fun. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I don't know what it... I mean, it's just part of being like 14 to 18... You know, it's everybody's a, messed up, and everyone's trying to figure out who you, who we are, who we, you know. It's yeah. just a weird, awkward time. It is a weird, awkward time, but it is a um, watching my Sophia, my daughter, go through all her process. And and what's wonderful about being a mother, and it's one of my favorite jobs I have ever done, and I'm still doing. Um, How's the pay? Is it pretty good? What? How's the pay? <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's actually, it's good. It, it comes back when I can see her mm-hmm. saying, Mom, I know this. I, ha- I, I can handle this. Right. And I'm like, God, of course you can. So that is in itself um, very exciting to see. I mean, yeah, all the things that I've been able to let her know through my experiences, even though they don't want to hear about them. <laughs> no, but they do. But I think if you could, fo- I think it's hard for her to follow because she is finding things, and she probably thinks like if I'm thinking about my daughters, they think that even though you've you're a, such a seasoned veteran in the industry, but they also kind of think that it's not like that anymore, or you don't really know what you're talking about yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And even though you're the perfect person to talk to about <laughs> all this stuff, and Everything. she has it right here in her home as yeah. her mom, but um, 
But anyway, but uh, she was still... So you were back in Grand Rapids about a month ago or so, six weeks maybe, I can't even remember. It, I think it was like, yeah, four weeks, three or four weeks ago, yeah. So, and you brought Sophia back. But anyway, she was telling me that she... So you guys have two things in common, because this week is a huge week for you. Yes. Because you have this incredible film on Netflix that just I got do, released. I do, I do. And I have to say, I watched uh, only like the first 20 minutes, and I'm going to go into it. But I didn't know... I knew when you were on production on it, I didn't know what a major role it was for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like, I, and then I started watching, I was like, this whole thing is is your character, you know, like, yeah. and I can't wait to finish it because I'm sure there's some crazy twists. Well, it. It, it does. It has some crazy twists. So tell us the name of it, just so people um, know. It's watch uh, it Home it. is Where the Killer Is, exactly how it yeah. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be No Place Like Home. Right. Sounds like a little, you know. Right. Ooh, no place like home. Yeah, um, yeah that kind of feeling. Home um, is where the killer is. Home is where the killer is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I play such a lovely character. So but I'm just, I'm yeah. curious about the timing of that production. So when was that shot? That was shot about a year ago, t- around this time. And then now it's out on and Netflix. And now it came and out And it on only Netflix. debuted as um, this podcast might not come out for a couple of weeks or a but, month. I don't know, but like it's. Um, but as we're speaking, I think it came out two nights ago or yes. something, a night ago. Yes, on the 9th. And, yeah, it's um, the 12th today. Today's the 12th. October. So somewhere in there. Yeah, it came out on Wednesday the 9th, um, October 9th. And then um, I, I think it also is it on Amazon. Mm. But then you have to pay for Amazon if you want to watch it there. But Netflix right now, it's airing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. No, it's, I was excited that it actually got on Netflix. I was, yeah, I think it's it was, the best platform. I mean, yeah. the most people... Almost everybody has Netflix, so it's the most accessible. Yes. Um, but the production of it, how, what, I'm just more, this is more nerd video kind of <laughs> film production <laughs> curiosity I have, but like how long was the shoot? How many weeks? Two or? weeks. That was a two weeks? Two week. weeks. Two week shot. Yeah, it was shoot. It was... Um, um, and, and, and shoot a feature in two weeks? You can do so many things in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. You know, it's, it was literally um, six days a week. Six, six, six days we shot, and then we get one day off. Mm-hmm. So you just, you do a lot in mm-hmm. a day, which is still less than what I do on a soap opera. Well, that, that's a great <laughs> transition because, I, and I want you to tell me more about the film before we transition to that. But I, um, I just am... Um, blown away with the speed of productions now with, with shooting digitally and some other things and um, and I guess so much of the, I guess it's more possible because so much was based and shot in that one home or location or I don't know yes. if it was shot in the studio too or if it was on a particular home like a real home we sh- basically went in on I think on a we shot out everything outside, I think, for the first three days, and then everything else was pretty much mm-hmm. there. And then the last day we shot in the uh, studio for the hospital staff. Yeah. And so it was... But, yeah, I mean, it was quick, and but I it was actually slow for me because... Yeah, because on soaps, which I think... I, I, all right, so this is what I want to talk to you about soaps. So you have had a, a long career with TV and different series and other films and yes. TV movies like you've it's, it's so been a journey ama- <laughs> no but it's been so amazing to watch you from Grand Rapids do all different kinds of things yes and as you look back at it it seems like it, you're working all the time but we'll talk about all the interim stuff that happens <laughs> but also um but you have had to pivot and learn different things and being on a soap which I think a lot of people poo poo 
mm. uh, soap operas and the acting that yeah. goes into it because the storylines are so sort of phenomenal and sort of crazy. Oh, my God. And, yes. and, and that's what makes them entertaining. But here's the point of my question. I was listening to Alec Baldwin's podcast called Here's the Thing, and he had on Peter Bergman. Oh, have you ever worked with him? Yeah, but, and Young and the Restless. That yeah. was my whole obsessive compulsive character, Patty Williams, on that one. Yeah, okay, so she... but he was talking about in the glory days of soaps in the seventies, eighties, and nineties that so many of the actors and actresses were Broadway actors. They would get yes. released to go do Broadway and stage productions at night, and they would let them out and accommodate the shooting schedule to be okay today I have to be I have to be wrapped by three because I have to be over at the you know right he was talking about the value of shooting in New York but that the quality of acting on a soap and the talent of the actors is incredible because they had this whole other life as theatrical performers right and they know what it's like to be doing it live and having to just be spontaneous and and yeah I mean because you and I don't know what it was like, I mean, back in the day, like Doug Davidson, Peter Bergman always mm-hmm. let me know, know how um, wonderful. I mean, it was yeah. like you rehearsed all morning yeah. for a soap and then you had lunch and a really lovely lunch uh, and then yeah. you would go and shoot the rest of the day. Well, I'm going to send you that podcast because I think you would love I to would listen love to, to it because he talks about all kinds of things even, you know, and now what you were telling me about... Um, when you were back in Grand Rapids, you were telling me about the pace of the shooting of soaps yes. and that you basically get one take. Yeah. And unless you really screw, screw up, it up, they're going to take, they're going to take that take yes. and yes. you're moving on because you have 40 pages you, of dialogue. Even more do. than that. They yeah. have like 60, 60 pages sometimes. I mean, and you're talking, I've had just alone, I think the most 60, 64 pages. That's incredible. Yeah. And how did, yeah. And so you don't even, focused, don't even ask how. And that's just for that day, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're moving on to the next day. There's 30 more pages. And you have another 30 more pages for that day. And you're just constantly memorizing in, in, yes. in your head about your character and how you're going to approach it. Yes. And then you quickly block the scenes. They do a quick blocking. For us now, it's like you 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 get up in the morning, have as much coffee as you can to get you wake, up, wake yeah. up, and then go to work, and you start hair and makeup, and then they... Um, usually at 7.30, they'll call you for blocks. So there's a hour and 15 minutes of blocking everybody mm-hmm. in that morning session. And you're standing in for that? And you go in, and they literally, the director will say to me, okay, so you bring your pages in, and okay, on this line, you walk in the door, you're going to stand here, and you try to run the lines while you're doing it. So Because for me, as an actress, I work through physicality. I, I yeah. Mental does not work for me. It, I, I have to get out of my head, or I'm all in there, and I right. can't even play, and I so like you're to phys- play. So when you're rehearsing and memorizing, you're, you're walking and moving? Walking moving, moving sometimes yeah. jumping up and down, sometimes sure. dancing. Yeah. Well, you are a dancer. <laughs> you like, or just goofy like off. flavors. Or sing, da- or yeah. we sing sometimes. Yeah. But just to kind of lighten it up because it's, yeah. we know, especially when you're, you're drive, the driving force of the scene. Sometimes when you're not, it's a little bit easier because you yeah, can be a little background. more passive. Your background, but, you're all going, um, watching some But when happen. you're, you know, um, so, yeah, and so you go in, and the director will give you your blocking, mm-hmm. and then you go back to hair and makeup, 
And then usually you run lines with the actor, and then yeah. they have a um, coach on the set to help run lines if, you know, somebody's not around sure. or, you yeah. know. And then you go back and hopefully have enough time to just decompress for a moment. And then go do And it. then go in and Collect do it. But and you are literally... And I think I, I mentioned this to you when we were in Michigan. It's like every time you go in, for me at least, I haven't been doing it for 20, 30 years, so I'm not, you've I don't feel like a powerhouse. In, but, not on, uh, but not on soaps, you're no, saying. No, I, mean, I still always feel shows. like a newbie. I, yeah. I really do. Um, so for me, I still get that adrenaline, like, oh, God, okay, here we go. What's yeah. going to happen next? And, right. and it's exhilarating. At the same time, I get scared because yeah. I want it to be good. I know that and, feeling. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't act, but like when you have a high pressure shoot and you have some things like you're, it's, it's an out of body of experience where you don't, the shoot ends and you don't even really know how long it, like what happened. Yes. Like I have a hard time, like uh, sometimes going back and going, okay. I think about things I wanted to do or I didn't get to, especially yeah. if it's someone who's like a well known person, you don't get much time with them. So you're like, ah. But you're so focused on this character. You're trying not to, to remember your lines in the way to like recite lines because that's a horrible way to act. It is. For but, me, at least. Yeah, and they have to come out in the, your character. Yes. And that's where I think that out-of-body experience comes where you can just disappear into it. Oh, right? yeah. And well, and, and when what I love the process to do is when I go into hair and makeup and then I go into my room and I get dressed and then the character starts coming to life a little bit more. Yeah. And if and sometimes when I, I've, like, I've had scenes where I've had, like, four, five, sometimes six pages of me just monologuing it. Yeah. And, and there's something, too, that I get scared. Because once you start going and, and you can, you, <laughs> my brain sometimes jumps around yeah. as, as Stacy. And if I can just let the character take over, she knows exactly what to do. And it's right. a lot about it, it. It's about trust. Yeah. And trust in all the work that you've done. All the work I've done since I was, you know, 18 years old moving sure. to New York. I mean, right. so you've got to trust that. I've done this and it's not yeah. so difficult, but it is for me still. I well, still think and I that. would say that because I've known you for thirty, <laughs> forty years, forty yeah. years probably. Wow, maybe more. I know. No, no, more. No, no. Is it Ben? No, no. It's been forty <laughs> years. I'm not that old. Uh, but uh, to see you acting, you really see how much transformation there is in mm -hmm. each of your characters, and that's been very cool to see because. But you've also had the luxury, at least on soaps, of playing these outlandish, very physical characters. Yes. With a lot of problems. Yes. And mental problems. Yes. And devious people, <laughs> which as an actress has to be, as an actor has to be amazing. I love it's it. Good, yeah. I love it. I mean, I, but, and there's no other place that you get to do this. Right. I mean, really, nighttime is, there's a, it's, <clears throat> you spend, um, it's more of a director's yeah. place, whereas... Soaps is about the actor. Yeah. I mean, literally, and the writing and the stories that you get to to um, play, which there's, I mean, come on. I mean, we have drama in life, but yeah. there's not that much drama. <laughs> I hope not. I, I, and God, I think we'd all, <laughs> we'd yeah. be in the loony, every one, of, every one of us would be in the loony bin. But um, I, yeah, I've had a blast playing these characters. They're, 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 I know people like to call them crazy because they are. They're far out. But yeah. I, I find them, when I search inside myself of 
what most of these characters are going after. It's all, all about love. I mean, every single one of them is not getting the love they need or never got the love, you know. But right. when you base it through that, um, uh, what expression, I guess? Yeah, um, perspective. Perspective, yeah. It, I start feeling... You know, I can't, when somebody says, oh, you're crazy or wacko or this, it's like, yeah, but this character loves, is, it's all, the, I just want you to love me. And right. that's what most of them are going after. Yeah. Um, there's just it's a just crazy storyline that goes with it. all of us are that doing that as well. So oh my personally, God, yes. just finding that love, but it's so amplified and exaggerated. Yes, soaps, yes. And all within so a little, you know, yeah. storyline that, or, yeah. or in the scene where you, where you have to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And most of them, you know, yeah, you can, I yeah, they're a little, they're a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they're complex. <laughs> I like complex, complex. They're very complex. They're very complex. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I, I'm just gonna call it now. Okay. I'm predicting. Oh. I, and I don't want jinx it. That I'm gonna like fall into the no. the mud puddle. No, not for your character. <laughs> no, I'm predicting a daytime Emmy for you. Oh, see, that would be lovely, just because it's like what? It's those little flowers icing on the cake. Yeah. Those little like this is happy birthday to you. It's not why you do it. You just want to work. But at the same time, this run, and I haven't watched all the show. I've seen everything that you post on social about it and clicks and or um, clips and things that you've been posting, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And there aren't other characters that have a chance, at least that I've seen in the relationships of the the clips that you've been posting, that are so crazy and, and surreal and physical that I think it's... I, I hope it's recognized, and, and it won't matter, you know, at the end of the day about an Emmy. But it would be so cool. It would be cool. I, yeah. And I think my I think Brad, my husband, would be more, you know, excited about it, putting it up there but I, on the mantle or something. But for me, I, I yeah, it's it's one of those that your peers have said, yes. hey, this for this. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think actors should compete because it's art at it's the end of the weird day. it's it's a weird thing How but because they do it um it's just part of the nature and and so you just kind of go along with it but yeah it'd be kind of cool i think it'd be kind of fun yeah yeah well that's um so every you're on days of your lives right now you just told me to your character's on rest which means it's just kind of a uh, on that character's on hiatus. It hasn't been killed off. No, no, no. But they're no. developing other storylines for Other storylines for other characters. And, and eventually and you'll be winding back into that world. Yes, and back when they... Yes, absolutely. And then... Um, but I want to take... So the other thing that people may not realize back in the 90s was that uh, Steel, Steven Spielberg was so successful in movies, but television was begging for him to create shows because yes. he's a genius. Yes. And you were cast really pretty early on. I mean, you'd already been working. How long had you been working when Sequest became a show? You'd been, what, maybe seven, well, eight years? Yeah, I was. I started when I was 19, <clears throat> well, 19, 20, 22, 24, so about five. Five years. Five years. So you're doing this five years. Yeah. And then, you had been on Superboy. Yep. You were Lana and, Lang. Yep. And then did I don't know some, what the gap was in between. There was some the, in between, yeah. you know, and I did like, I remember there's a show called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And yeah. I did a little episode of that. And then you get little episodes here and there. 
of other, um, and I did, I think I did a little, uh, a movie called Sketch Artist for Showtime. Um, and then, um, Round Table for, uh, Aaron Spelling. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, once I got that, um, that kind of opened up the doors for other things. Did because you ever see his crazy house? Yeah. Well, I drove by it. I never yeah. got to be, uh, I didn't get to be in, well, you know, I, part of the. I drove by it too, a uh, long time ago. Massive. It's like a hotel. Just, <laughs> No, it's, like a, it's like a castle. So oh, yeah. Um, but so I just want you to relate the story, just me being a geek and starstruck about this particular thing, is how do you start to hear that you're going to read to be on a Spielberg executive-produced vehicle called Sequest? Okay. And well, then take should we me start? through that I'm point of take like you, the, Okay, yeah, let me yeah. take you through the process a little bit before. So... Um, before I even got round table, I auditioned for just a little movie called Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love this story. But well, I want to hear it again. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to tell you just because it I've kind of it. is what, um, so I auditioned for Jurassic Park, um, with the casting director. What she, character was it? Um, it was mm-hmm. the Laura Dern. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, remember her name. Yeah, yeah Laura, Laura Dern. Dern. And, um, I went up for the casting director, um, and she put me on tape and then brought it over to Steven. And, and I got a call about a week later By saying... Steven, you mean Steven, Steven Mr. Spielberg. Spiel, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> okay. I'm not on a first-name basis with him, but whatever. Um, and, and I remember getting the call from my agent, and he said, you know, um, they want you to meet Steven. <laughs> You know, and you're, and you're just like, like okay. oh, my God. But so this was for Jurassic Park. This is for Jurassic yeah. Park. So read the whole book within a week, as much as get get the book, right. at least you're familiar with it. So I read the book as best as I could, and I um, went into Amblem on Universal, which was really quite exciting. Yeah. And um, I was super nervous and walking in. and uh, I can't imagine. I, what yeah, is I it like? <laughs> no, I really want you to break down this moment, because for me, this is like... What ha- what was that like to know that your life? I know it was another job, and you'd been working, and you, of course, actresses and actors have rejection all the time. You get turned down for way more stuff than right, you get. Right. But the idea that you're going to Amblin to to meet him for what you know is going to be a it's going to be a massive yes. global film. Yes. And you could your life could be could a lot different instantly. <laughs> when you walk out of that meeting and versus when you walked into it. Those yeah. like those moments in life to me are so interesting and it can happen with health or career or whatever. Like there's a moment that's like, okay, my life could be different <laughs> after that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and, anyway, sorry. So but, and but but as an actress you 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 get your your you get so excited and your hopes up, but then at the same time you don't want to because if you don't get it, you get super disappointed and then you watch the movie you're like god that could you know that could have been me or whatever up there mm-hmm. on that screen whatever yeah. but for me um i just remember how exciting and i i mean please i'm i to meet spielberg i mean i never yeah. thought that you know coming from grand rapids so Michigan. what was that meeting for was it to um, read he, for him or was it well to it just was to talk him? to him just he wanted to talk to me yeah and which i was like okay fabulous you want to talk to me so we i went into the meeting it was just him and the casting director I remember I was sucking on a C's butterscotch candy, and he asked me if I had one, and I'm like, oh, 
I think I may, but I only have one, and I apologize to Jane, the yeah. casting director, that I, I um, Steven's didn't getting have. the butterscotch. So Steve, yeah. Steven's going to get the butterscotch yeah. one, okay. So Steven and I are sucking in our C's candies, <laughs> which you kind of go, this, so this is, is so a funny cool. detail, but you know, I'm sure, I know, yeah, but it's, it's just, small. I remember it so vividly. And so we went on and on, and he started, like, he just said, you look amazing on camera, and I... Um, you know, I just want you to just say the words. Don't act them. Don't do anything with it. Just, you know, be really simple with this this character. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm thinking, God, was I just overacting? And, you know, right, right. And all that stuff goes You're through You're replaying your audition. Yeah, oh, God, mind. yes. And yeah. you're like, okay, here's Steven saying, you sure. know, just, Dial it just back. say it. Just, just say yeah. it. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. Um, and uh, he says, and then in the meantime... I want you to, you know, do some shots like, you know, come back with your hair wet and I want a baseball cap on you and, um, you know, ponytail, un, you know, shaken out, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, uh, OK, you know, I, ha- I have no idea. I don't know right. what th- I, I still don't. Maybe that was, you know, right. who knows, really. Right. So I did all that. And um, so the meeting ended very it was wonderful. It but was you had prob- homework to do. You had to go get I had some t- shots to take I had- other parts of this character and, and shoot him as, you know, it was almost like a, a, a screen test almost. In, yes. In sense so I had that. to go back. It was almost like yeah. that. So then I went back and um, really worked on the, the, the pages and, and the, they call them scenes or, you know, um, audition pages. And so I went back and I did that. And I think it was like three days later, I went into Jane again at the casting um, office and we did exactly that. And I did all, I went to the bathroom and I wet my hair and did all the baseball cap, all that and everything, you know, then left it. Then you got to leave it. And then you're like inside going, oh God, when was it going to happen? And then in the meantime, I auditioned for... um, Roundtable, which was Aaron Spelling thing, and I got the call back for that, and then I got in to do the test, and then um, finally I got I got the part of you know the the lead in that, and so didn't hear back from you know right. Jurassic Park or Spielberg, and so I thought that was over, and in in, in a way it, it kind of was because once you do something else, you're choosing to say yes. So. Right. Um, but then I got a call from my agent. And you can't really call them and go, hey, I have this other offer to do an Aaron Spelling You series. could. I think you could. Your agent certainly you could. You would have go, to do a little mm. thing and just, is it going to go any further? And you could go like, oh, Stacy really wants to be in this movie, but she has this offer. So if you're passing on her, could you pass Can you her? let us know ASAP? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. And, and yes, if you have savvy agents. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're good about that. Yeah. But um, I guess because, but working with Aaron Spelling is not too shabby either. So you're, you know, so when that came about, that was wonderful. But then I didn't hear until later on during my, I think it was like after the show got canceled. I think it was in the last episode, my agent just happened to want, he said, I just want you to know that um, the casting directors, Spielberg was wondering what your availability was for Jurassic Park. And you just let go. kidding me <laughs> could, I, could that have been something right. but you know I, I mean you just kind of go okay I guess it wasn't mine at the time and right. so then six months later um just I know this is like a long story no, but <laughs> so six months later I I auditioned at Christmas time I auditioned for Demolition Man mm. um 
I did a... Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh. So I auditioned for him, and then, uh, not for him specifically, but for the casting director. The casting director said, I love you, and we're going to bring you mm-hmm. to meet Stallone and the producers after the holidays. So okay. I, I, um, I uh, got that call, you know, afterwards. I'm like, hey, you know, am I supposed to go back in? And my agent's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Thank you. <laughs> You're just like, ah! And yeah, I know. So, um, you know, I guess they have their own Christmas, you know, holidays that right. they have to go on. <laughs> and so... Um, just affected your Yeah, career. I know. And all you are as an actress or an actor is just like, I want, you know, you want to get in these bigger movies so yeah. that you can kind of yeah. have a little cachet, I guess, yeah. and, you know. It's the top of the rung of the Oh, ladder. yeah. So I auditioned for Stallone. In um, at uh, Warner Brothers, I remember the office specifically. I was so nervous, and um, he enjoyed the performance. He basically had me do another one with um, I think it's uh, Joel Schumacher who was uh, the producer of that, and so we did that. And then I got the call that there's going to be six of us testing with Stallone, mm-hmm. um, and I think Stallone. What I had heard is that Stallone actually paid for my tests specifically, so I, I don't know if that's true or not, right. I guess because tests are expensive. and um, So, yeah, the, there's this, the th- I went on the test, you don't wear any heels, you have to wear mm-hmm. flats, and so um, that didn't, you know, pan out either, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. then, but then a week later, I got the call for... Um, Sequest. Yeah. So it all is like this. This is how an actor's right. life is. You just don't know what's going to happen. Well, and and it's great that Spielberg, he didn't cast you. He cast Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. He passed on you for that, but he remembered you. Yes. Because on the heels of that, only what? Six, it was eight, about like six, seven months later. later. It was he's they were producing this, producing this, uh, the television sequest. series. I know this our long journey no, back I, to here. No, I know, but then, but then you get cast on this sh- that yes. show, which was a huge show on NBC for uh, three or four seasons. Or it something. was, yeah. it was, and I did the first season, but then they moved to Florida, which I did not want to go because because I did um, Superboy for almost four years down You're in like Florida. I was like, I just bought a house yeah. that I always call it the Sequest house, you know, yeah, right. that, uh, sure. you know, Sequest built. But yeah. um, I bought the house and I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to just go to Florida, move and rent out my house and leave. Yeah. So I stayed and yeah. And it, it was, it was, it was a, it was a journey. I mean, it, it it's exciting, but in the, it, you know, I, as an actress in my 20s, if I could go back and tell that person just appreciate everything, where you're at, what you're doing, a younger actor, a younger Stacy, yeah. um, I would always tell her just, you know, have faith, trust that everything is going to work out, yeah. and um, know that... Um, where you're at, just be present and enjoy the moment. Because so that's funny, you so said the, hard. You just said the P word. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's something I've been working on, and I've talked about it with uh, two of the previous guests. So uh, that out here in California, when we've been shooting the podcast, yeah. it's about being present in the present. moment. Because all we have is this moment right, right now, right yeah. now for whatever this is. It's all we have. So be present, and whether it's professional or family time or whatever it is, if you can be 
consciously present. Yeah. But isn't it fun? Yeah. I mean, this is fun. And I look back on just getting to talk about, you know, past and present and wherever the future is going to go. I, 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 and then I get to be here with you and, and it's wonderful. And, and yeah. I appreciate that because, and it is the one thing that I chose to um, take from all my past. And I try to give it to Sophia yeah. guidance and that is just, you know, enjoy where you're at because yeah. that moment is going to be gone and you're going to look back going, God, I just wish I would have savored some of those yeah. moments. I think it's a problem when you're, you're, your brain is wired as a young person much differently. Yep. You're future, in future, such future. a next hurry thing, next to thing. get to yep. where you're going, yep. and you don't really know until you look back on the journey how far you've come, and you don't appreciate all the middle steps. And that's a consequence of, I think, just drive and ambition, and you're young and you're impatient. I was all that, all those things. Oh, yeah. And then as you get a little more miles on you, and life also, like, smacks you around a little bit. Yes, it, it does. And it ends up, um, it ends up sort of uh, awakening you to what's really important, and it isn't necessarily all the things that you thought were important right. professionally. But... Um, but yes, I think um, I can see it in my own daughters too. You know, I, um, very ambitious daughter at U of M and Hannah, and and they're all ambitious in their own ways, but uh, also in a kind of um, that sort of impatience. You know, yes. I, I want to get done, and I'm like, just enjoy <laughs> the University of Michigan. You worked so hard to get oh in. Oh my god! So don't. You and what, what are you, like 1920? I yeah. mean, it's like, just slow down. Just, don't. It's okay. And she does. She appreciates it. But um, I don't think a 20-year-old kid can really, as a 50-year-old, take those sort of deep breaths and go, okay. They can, but I think it's a little more of a stretch in their mind. I think so because they haven't gone through the process of everything that we have. And I, I now get why, you know, when I used to see... Um, like a dad growing up when we were in high, in high school and 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 I I only think and I Missy Zimmerman's dad who was a doctor I'm yeah. sorry I know I like randomly Dr. Zimmerman, but he used to I used to walk in to their house and he would have classical music blazing around and he would have a glass of red wine and he'd be sitting on in a chair quietly just sitting there and I'm like oh my god that just seems so Boring. I'm like, you know, what, 16, 17. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's just like... Now, he also had, what, five daughters? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that man was <laughs> an like, island. Whoosh. He's like, I'm just going to decompress. And but I know that feeling I as well. I so yeah. get that, that, that one little moment. It's like, I can appreciate that. And, I, I, and at the time, no, I yeah. wouldn't understand it. But getting it now just... Being surrounded by, you know, the beauty of the music or the beauty of the wine or the beauty of, of whoever is across from you, whatever mm. it is in that moment, because it really is all we have. And, and now I can appreciate that looking back right. at, but see, I wish I, just little understandings yeah. from there. Well, <laughs> you don't get do-overs in life, but you do get, uh, you do get to reflect in a way that helps you today. You yes, know, like, so okay, that our future can be more, more of what the things that we 
have wanted it to be. I mean, yes, I would have loved just, to have gone back. And um, when did you feel? You still f- said you feel uh, like a newbie when mm-hmm. you were on those on soaps, even though you've been acting for thirty years. <laughs> thirty some years, 30 yeah. Some years. When did you feel in your acting career like I I am a good actress? Like I I have the confidence of it. Never. Mm-mm. I you still don't, don't think I'm a good actress. I think I still think I'm always striving for something. It, it, for the first time in my life, I never, ever watch myself. And for the first time, I can watch myself like five years later mm-hmm. or even a, a, a year and a half later, I can watch it. But I started watching myself on days and, you know, I'm like, oh, Okay, I get, I get, I, 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 I get, I get a little, I get yeah. that I, okay, I get that I'm a good actress and I feel like I'm a good actress, yeah. but there's still that insecure little girl that doesn't think she's any good, and, well, and so it's hard. In, in acting, and even what I do, it, you can always find ways to be better, and if you're truly curious and passionate about what you're yes. doing, there's always room to improve or take an approach that's different or try new things. But I find it um, interesting that you still, like, uh, what I'm trying to do recently, Stace, is try to, um, I feel more seasoned than saying, uh, you know, I don't want to be, I don't ever want to come across as egotistical or, right. or overconfident because I work really hard. And, and, and sometimes why I work so hard is because I do have that, gnawing insecurity about is this going to be a great shoot and is this going to be a good production I have to manage all these things client, the agency, the relationship, the talent in front of the camera and my crew so you're handling a lot of balls uh, in juggling a lot but moments where I feel, I work extra hard because I do feel like I'm over my way over my skis, you know, like I could wipe out at any moment. Yes, absolutely. But that's also the thrill of it. It is. That's also what is addicting to me about always striving to do, um, hopefully, better year in and year out. Absolutely. But it's. But what is better even better? Meaning, I guess it's. And maybe I can even say something because to to me as an artist, it's it's about getting that moment present where you're so right there that if you're full and you don't have to think about anything other than mm-hmm. what's going on here right um and i because we're always so i don't know as an artist i think we're always thinking okay how is this supposed to look how's this is this going to work is this oh my god yeah. is that uh, this all this sh- crap that just happened mm-hmm. you know or a mistake happened but that mistake actually turned out to be what you needed to make the whole Right. Thing beautiful or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Or and there's different pressures. I don't think it necessarily, there's not a straight line exactly about what I'm talking about to, to being an actress and proving their craft, but there's other things about competition and things in my industry that are, yes. uh, I'm replaceable. Like, I, the, how do I make myself less likely to be replaced? Because someone can shoot like I do. And so I'm evolving and trying to have a style that's hard to replicate. 
you know? And it's all you. Right. And even if somebody copied it, it would still be you. Because it's like, yeah. we talked about And how- I have inspiration from photographers. Absolutely. And I take sources. And you and hope I, that you know, somebody's going to be inspired stealing, by what you're putting out. Sure. And I, 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 I'm always stealing ideas and bits. And I wonder how somebody lit this particular portrait of somebody. Yes. And I can figure it out. And then we'll try it. But there still is your own special recipe to it that is like a writing voice or a singing, the tone of your voice. There's still, it is in photography. It is in acting for sure. sure because you are, you can't change your vessel. You, you can, can only, the- you can change your vessel though. That's what's so amazing. You can't change what I, and that's why I think acting, I love doing it. There's still the, 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 which we all have. We have the one entity who we are. And then how do we want to express it? You express it through photography. You express it through your lighting. You express it through this, through conversation, mm. um, how to get what you want out of the, the, the product, whether it's a human sure. or the, the right. piece, whatever it is. So, yeah. so, so we're constantly changing. So you are an actor in a sense of how you're going to do something. As I'm, all I'm trying to do is portray um, how can I, I get into this character's head and then allow all the energy from inside to come out as honest as possible. Sure. And so that's connecting with your, for me, it's the other actor or the director. For you, it's mm-hmm. the product or the people that you're, um, the company that you're working for. I mean, sure. it, it's kind of a, an amazing... There are a lot more parallels than I thought. <laughs> because no, but I mean there are there are. I it's think it's only one. the fear of. I mean, okay, if you if you okay, let's just do something. If you could take away the finances, the the the, the money insecurities mm-hmm. that we all have, the um, the um, like you have to prove yourself that you have to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, you just take all that away. Yeah, and just know that you're enough as you are. That when you go into that um, I, I, I guess there's auditions, right, for you as well. Yeah, I mean, your through book, your you'll answer a, or an RFP or request for proposal. You may have to submit additional images, right. that fit a particular style that they're looking for. Right. You may have a uh, it's called a creative call where you're not hired, but you're going to talk about your approach to the shoot based on the concepts that they've already ginned up at the agency. Okay. And then you have to, they're auditioning you to like, what's this person to work with? Like, what is their voice like? Are they, do they have any idea what we want to create? So there is an audition process. There's also treatments I'll have to write. I'll have to write a treatment for a video project, which is, you know, it's like what directors do. It's just, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to make a, well, one one that's relevant was um, I did this big, shoot in Phoenix uh, in Scottsdale for a golf equipment manufacturer Mm -hmm. and they had some ideas but then you had to write a treatment and describe how you would shoot it how you would what would it look like and then then I had a creative call and then I knew they were talking to five or six other people and they were talking to directors from LA and they were talking to people in London they had unlimited resources right right so and then got through it. But yes, there is kind of an auditioning project. And other projects are like, they know your work. You're going to be great. Let's, what's your availability? Let's just go do this. Right. Thing. And then you also have the people that know you and they, they, you're consistent. It's, yeah, and you're consistent and they love and, you in that. Yeah, and that sure. is also, you're spreading your wings. So, so I guess what, your if, question was how, question if you is, took away the money. If you money, took away everything that was, 
the fear base of it all. Yeah. Which is the finance and which is, am I good enough? Which is, um, can I hold my own just being who I am, where I'm at within this, this, you know, whether it's a product, acting, uh, I don't know, directing, whatever right. it is. Would, I mean, you're, you, you know that you're good. You know that you've been working through these years and years and years sure. and years. Well, and it took the seasoning to it. So I never could have done, and I did get that job for golf. And then I did another huge production for them two years later based on the success of the first one. But the the point was that I, if that same opportunity had been presented to me five years ago versus in that moment, right? I don't know if I was good enough. You know, I didn't have enough uh, maybe experience. There's a lot of factors and there's a lot, you know, you, these are, sort of silly things to even ponder. It's like, well, could I have gotten it five years ago? Does it matter? It doesn't matter because at all. Because you're here now. Right. But the point was I put myself in play, took huge risks in personally and creatively to get something that I wanted really badly, right. but I didn't really know how to do it. Right. You know, but I still did it. But you did it. And, and that's they were the key to it. dumb that's... enough to hire me, and they hired you know me twice, what? and that's it's amazing. That's the key to it. You just do it anyways. Even yeah. though I don't, you know, you don't know what the hell sometimes you're doing, you do right. know instinctually there's something driving you because, I, I, and I always have to just trust that you got to put it out because right. you can't be just isolated. I mean, mm -hmm. I've, I've heard there's, there's a book that was written that the guy stayed in his basement, right? And it still got published and it became a number right. one seller, right? Sure. Okay. But you have to put things That's out. That's a the unicorn, world. though. That is <laughs> definitely just a unicorn. So you put stuff out in the world, but you have to trust that the things you get are the ones you get. And sometimes yeah. you can't force something to happen. It's going to happen anyways. Yeah. There's so many factors that you can't control. So I would just try to focus on what can I control, and that brings you to your world. You can know your lines. You can know yep. the background of your character. You can physically, when you're rehearsing and getting into the character, and you're already said you're physical, and you're you're very much trying to feel this. Feel thing. it, and it's all about feeling. Yeah. that's it. And then, um, and then, if the and then it go, comes and then if it all lines <laughs> up, and the and all everyone seeing that perspective that seems to align with ten other perspectives. Sure. On this production, then you have a shot at getting that call. Getting you know? that call, and yeah. You're, you're there. Um, I no, like I was out in LA for work probably three or three years ago and we met up for dinner mm -hmm. as we, we don't know, we don't meet up every time. It's just sometimes you can't. And sometimes I'm only in town for a little bit, but we do try to make a point of catching up, right? which I love. I love coming out here and knowing that I might be able to spend a, a dinner with you. Absolutely. And I've met your family and your husband, and it's great, and it's all fun, and I feel like, you know, I have my friend in L.A. So, but you were telling me, it was just you and me, we're at a place not far from your house, and you were telling me that you just happened to drop <laughs> that you, times were tough, you, were, you yeah. had not worked in a while. Yeah. And that you were driving Lyft. I was driving Uber. Uber. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Uber. Much better. <laughs> But that you dropped it's it in so such amazing. a way that, you know, it's like I can drive. It's like I and I know just from your energy that you have to be doing something yeah. or you go crazy. Yeah. 
But I just found that so you and you said it in a way that was not you weren't embarrassed by it. You were it was a fact and that you just shared that. And this is a point where it's like you some people would be like, yeah, everything's great. I'm kind of between projects. But you're like, no, this shit's hard. (laughs) I you know, the career is hard. I'm not booking right now. And I'm I'm driving Lyft just to help kind of make the ends meet. Yeah. So yeah. talk about just the journey <laughs> of being able the craziness of this business where you you can buy a home off one project. Right. And then and then not th- have then enough to pay your Lyft. rent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about like years later. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I just I had so much respect for you in that moment that you're just telling me and it wasn't that you you could tell me because I where you felt safe. No, it was I, felt, really I was I was scared because it was yeah. like I felt I felt so um, not ashamed, but it's at the same time. It's like I had to feel like this is where I'm at right now. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm I'm not able. I'm not doing much. I'm trying to pay my credit card bills off right now. You sure. know, I'm trying to do this and 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 um, I kept thinking, well, I can drive. I'm driving my daughter all around, yeah. you know, L.A. You know, for her modeling well, thing. And so I, think if I, I thought look back at it. She was really, there is a silver lining to that period of your time yeah. not being crazy busy with a particular job, although yes. that would have been great. Yes. But you were able to help her at 15, 16. She started to get very busy and do some Oh, my some God, big, yeah, some big major stuff, yeah. And travel the world. And you were able to, um, because of the timing of the thing, yes. you were you were able to spend more time and help shepherd her and help to manage the early portions of, Absolutely. of, of her career. Yes. So that's the silver lining. It is the silver lining. And yeah. I always told her no matter where I was, no matter what I was doing, I'd drop everything to be with her yeah. if she needed me. And I, I would. And, and I, I have in many, yeah. many cases. And so... Um, uh, I feel very blessed because I wouldn't have had those times. That's why I think things timing kind of works out, even though you don't think it's working out for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's frustrating. I can't get those years back with her. In the moment, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And then you, again, rearview mirror, you're looking back and you're like, that was perfect. That I wouldn't was like, I wouldn't have wanted, I mean, yeah, I would have wanted some money so that I could yeah. not feel so stressed at the yeah. time. And you have to understand, and I think you do, it's like in, in, in when you're self-employed, um, and you get a job, you kind of save for the rainy days, but when the rainy days keep going and you yeah. don't know, you know, you got to figure yeah. out what's next. And so that was those. It would have been nice to have a little bit more income coming in. So then the Uber did help because I could do that when I needed to. But right. um, as much as I even found some peace in driving people around, sure. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed I mean, at it. At the There's very some, least, it would be like a fascinating research. To oh do my for, god, for, I have so people. many stories <laughs> yeah. that I can tell. I mean, that's like a whole other thing. And I actually thought I've I've written them down because some of them are so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when you're doing it, and but what really, and and I'm not one to sit for hours at a time, but for ten mm-hmm. hours, it's amazing the weird places you go in your head when you're driving that long and sure. then when you get up in your body I, I was talking to an Uber driver who, who Ubered me the other day and I was like I mean isn't it weird after a while your body you just you stand up because you haven't stood up in a long time and your body just wants to collapse yeah. and you're just like oh my god yeah. so it, it was it was hard for me on a lot of psychologically physically um, but the people, a l- most majority, some can be real mm-hmm. pricks, but sure. the majority of people I had in my car um, 
had some amazing stories to yeah. tell me, and I'm hoping one day I'll be able to like tell them. That I just found that, but then the surrealness of then you know just a couple of years later you're back you're on the soap. This character's taking which off. who knew? Yeah, I mean out of the I mean literally I had a bad Uber experience, horrible experience to the airport, and I will never forget it. It was so stressful, and this woman in the back seat was a backseat driver times. Three million. Yeah. I mean, it was like, and I kept thinking, my husband would kick her out of the car on the highway right now for what she's doing because, it, and and she kept telling me not to take it personally, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God, and I kept thinking, I am, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, I have a lot of patience right now, but I am really can't do this anymore. My yeah. stress level, and I was getting sick, and literally was like, my daughter called said, I need you to come to New York. And I'm like, I was, I said, give me one day. I said, I'm sick and I've got the headache and I can't get on a plane, but I'll be there tomorrow. So I said, just let me have this evening. I usually, I would fly out that evening. So I gave it one day. So out of the blue, didn't even know that I, that anything on days was happening. You Mm. know, I went out there and I thought, I'm not going back to LA unless I have something that's, you know, real because I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm starting. Yeah. I can't go back to Uber. I couldn't yeah. do that anymore. Sure, it's, sure. It was killing my soul yeah. um, as an artist, as anything. Yeah. So, so when um, that call So how came long in, from that? So from that, was, you go out to help Sophia went, in New York? And yeah. then when did, when did you it was the about, days call? I think it was about almost, almost two weeks. And I would have stayed. Oh. I would have just kept staying out there. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you love New York, right? I do, and I love my daughter, so I'll do anything for her. So it was about two weeks, and I got that call, and it was like, and when, and I remember them, um, my agent saying, "Call me ASAP," uh-huh. and I thought, "Oh God, I've got to, you know, what yeah. an audition." And even though I love, yeah. a, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I just my mental state, I can't just go back out for an audition. And when he said you got an offer for days, and I'm just like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll fly back that was whenever. exciting. Yeah. And so yeah, and then within two weeks I was back on, on the show, set. which is it's that's such that's the weirdness of our industry. You know, it's, crazy it's like one moment you can be out on the streets, next moment you're, yeah. you know, working on a massive, you know, television show or a film or whatever yeah. it is. It's that. It's a roller. It's coaster. weird. It is a roller coaster. Crazy, crazy. I love it. All right, so um, the last thing I want to talk to you about, yes. and I don't want to, uh, we talked about just the industry. I think being in L.A., uh, you think about, and I have daughters, uh, three daughters, and I worry about them because I'm a guy and I know what guys are like. But the, <laughs> the, the point is is that, you know, I would, did want to just get your thoughts about me too. I know you've related that the industry's, it, it, there's there's some things you have to step around in this industry. Yes. And the reality is, is that, that that was a reality. It's changing. And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad it's changing because seeing my daughter go through sure. her journey and no, she has not had to do half of, I mean, not even a quarter of what I've had to go through sure. in, back in my day. Sure. Um, and I think the women who have gone through, um, uh, that I, I think it's it's a powerful movement. I think it's wonderful, um, and I'm happy that it is happening now. Yeah, I really wish it would have happened back then. Yeah, just just even the open conversation. I think it was to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think female uh, women, women in general, young, old, I don't give a crap how old we are, just in general, we need to be supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I just notice it sometimes on, like from high school on, mm -hmm. you know, we're so catty and we're so jealous and we're so, we need to support because everybody feels the same way you're feeling, and if we can have a conversation about it, yeah. it's the one thing I had with my daughter. I have a conversation. Sure. You, you don't let anybody, you know, t you don't have to do anything that doesn't make you feel comfortable. Right. I did not have that conversation with my mother, and yeah. so I went through thinking that um, my mother told me to be nice, and, and you know, I, and, and so I went through life thinking I had to be nice to everybody. Sure, sure. And, and not that that's not a good thing, yeah. but she, I never was told that you have, if, if somebody touches sure. you a certain way or somebody yeah. wants something from you in a different way you need to stand up for yourself and say hey no and you can do it in the nicest way possible sure. there's i tell my daughter that all the time yeah you know you don't make them feel bad or anything but you can stand up for yourself yeah. and if if they're you know going to be an ass fuck them then you know i don't i think we we as women and i just need to stick together i mm -hmm. really do i would have given any of that. I mean, I, you see it on Instagram. We're catty to each other. I mean, I'm not. I won't. If I don't like mm -hmm. something, I don't say anything. But people feel like their opinion, just because they have an opinion about something, that sure. they need to speak it. We need to embrace. We need to um, create a trust that we can say, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're beautiful. You know, when that person's feeling down or you don't need to do that because you're yeah. better than that or so... Yeah, I mean that that is I think what the Me Too movement has is brought is that we all have to stick together. So hopefully, you know, that will get out across. We yeah. don't need to be mean to the world, <laughs> right. whatever, but we need to be empowered yeah. and women need to be empowered at day one. Yeah. So that I do have. Home run. <laughs> that was a slam dunk. Um, and I didn't want to end uh, on, on this. <laughs> on that uh, level. On this, like, just the, you should know, we, like should I do a tap dance routine for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Will you do, uh, yeah, maybe we can do a little soft shit. Would okay. Be nice. There's some windmills. Could you okay. do some windmills? <laughs> no. So the last thing is, um, and, you know, that you get to ask this all the time. Any anything cooking out there right now, or is it just kind of you're in this? In I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna. Well, cooking meaning you know, cooking for me. There's yeah, there's a lot of things I'm, I think about a lot. You know, yeah. projects that I want to do and and that I that I I have out to people and you know, but it is a process like anything. So yeah, that's um, you have to stay at it. You yeah, but I out. love what I I love what I do and I love working on Days of Our Lives and I love the little films I get to do and hopefully uh, you know I'll get to direct something you know because oh, cool. that would be exciting yeah. as well for me. Yeah, um, I think I have a really good visual sense and yeah. I think it would be fun to actually be on the other side of the camera sure. for a little bit. That would be cool. Yeah. So I have a, I have a lot. Yes, there's a yeah. lot of things brewing. Yeah. The, you know, I've I've turned on the the you yeah. know the water on the stove. Sure, I'm sure. letting it wait till it bubbles so that I can That's see where fantastic. it goes. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I just I've told you this many times in person, but just for the record here is just that over the you know from our through our 20s and 30s we always talked about things that we wanted to do and big mm -hmm. dreams. Yes. And uh, as mine started to turn towards uh, photography and stuff, there was this mutual, and we didn't, there'd be years we didn't talk I in know. between there, but there was always this connection. Always. And I knew that you were 
doing your, you were pursuing your dreams come hell or high water. <laughs> and because of that, it kept me going in a way because I think when you come from our city and you see people do really amazing big things. Yes. It is so inspiring. Oh, yeah. So, and the fact that we go back to seventh grade and just now have this relationship is a really, really cool thing. And to now have you on as a guest on this little podcast. It's so cool. Yeah. I know. We were afraid to do this in in seventh grade. (gasps) We did go to the zoo. We did. On a date (laughs) in seventh grade. And that was probably. I just remember holding hands and I thought, oh, my God, this is so weird. (laughs) It was weird. Because it was really awkward. I'm sure my hand was very sweaty at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are those? Animals. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Stacey Hydeck. I love you, buddy. Take love care. Love you too. Right. Hey, that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, getting caught up with Stacy is always uh, one of the things I look forward to, whether she's in Grand Rapids or I'm out in Los Angeles. Um, it's always a good time. And um, I always reflect on when I think of Stacy, I always think of her success and her pursuing her dreams. And that, um, again, has helped me from time to time just stay at it, stay at the craft of photography and videography. Uh, go back to uh, that point of pursuing your 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 goals and your dreams, and that's uh, something she's consistently done. Even though she's had some times where she was driving an Uber and making ends meet, but uh, finding the joy of being an Uber driver and uh, reflecting on being present at all times and taking what today will give you. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow because you never know what will happen tomorrow. So, Stacy, thank you for doing this episode. Uh, please, everybody, check out the portraits on Stacy's episode page on the fullexposurepodcast.com website. So you'll see the portraits I just shot of Stacy in Los Angeles. You'll see video excerpts from this conversation. If you wanted to see how the the conversation went down visually, there's lots of little episode, little uh, videos, uh, excerpts at the bottom of her episode page. And also, please feel free to share and recommend this podcast to your friends. Any kind of. Um, on Apple Podcasts, if you rate us, give us a, a five-star rating or whatever rating you want to give us, or uh, leave a comment. These little dumb little algorithms of leaving a rating or uh, writing a comment, acts, uh, it, the algorithm kind of percolates and uh, makes it easier for other people to find and um, make recommendations. Uh, Apple Podcasts will recommend our podcast to other people. It's all about growing. We want to grow and we want to uh, make it easier for more people to find us. So if you enjoy this podcast, please share it, share an episode link. If you see us on Facebook or LinkedIn and you see a a video excerpt, share it if it's uh, something that you enjoyed. I hope you enjoy this week coming up. Um, As always, uh, let's go out there. Let's get it, people. It's, uh, It's time to go get it. Have a great week. This Full Exposure podcast episode has been made possible through the support of Metro Health, University of Michigan Health, and Dr. Peter Hahn, who believe that creativity and the arts are essential to a rich, healthy, and fulfilling life.